Hey guys, welcome back to the Becoming Podcast. This is season two, episode one. Chris, yes, we're we we're back at it. We are, and uh, we're so excited. Uh, this is going to be a great um, season as we dive into this ser- uh, the current sermon series mm-hmm. that we're in, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk a little bit about that here in just a moment. Uh, but first, I uh, just want to welcome you and say, first of all. Thanks for joining us. Um, If you can, do us a huge favor, like and subscribe Mm -hmm. and rate this podcast, Um, whether you're listening on any podcast platform or you're watching our pretty faces here on YouTube. um, Please uh, spread the word, share it. We want to continue to expand this conversation that we're having together as we we do this podcast. And Mm -hmm. then... um, as always, I want to just remind us as we head into this new season of why we're why we're doing this, Chris, yep. and yep. why why this is important. And so the name kind of gives it away. This is the Becoming Podcast. Yep. This yep. is a one of the environments that we he- have here at Brookings NAS mm-hmm. to create space for us in our journey of becoming. Yeah. And I, I love this phrase. I saw this this week mm-hmm. of this reality of when when we're walking this Christian life together. We can say confidently, I am a Christian. Mm. And, and there's an important and, I am also becoming a Christian. Yeah, there you go. And so yeah. we're in this process of saying, I haven't yet arrived, mm-hmm. but I'm mm-hmm. but I'm on the way. Yeah. And and so as we're walking this life, as we're as we say here at our church, um, we're becoming mature, interdependent Christ followers who make, make disciples. disciples. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. that's kind of in the wheelhouse of what we're in yeah. right now. And so these podcasts are dedicated to creating space to 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 going deeper as we walk with Jesus, yes. as we come to know Him, really, truly mm-hmm. know Him, not just know about Him. Um, we can begin to take inventory of our own life and how we can mm-hmm. draw deeper into this journey of becoming. Yeah. So we're super stoked for this yeah. new season. And, Absolutely. and this season in particular is is really cool because we're uh, coinciding it with our current 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 sermon series, mm-hmm. The Meaning of Everything. Meaning of Everything. Yeah. yeah. So Chris, say a little bit about this this series. Well, <laughs> it's it's um I think there's a couple things about it that are sort of getting kind of my own attention about this series. Number one, it's pretty much, and I think I said this last week, this is kind of a meat and potatoes kind of deal, mm-hmm. all right? Um, we're covering, covering some very foundational pieces of our faith and what we believe in, um, which I think is important in becoming a Christian, mm-hmm. in growing in our faith, becoming mature in our faith. And I, just in my own study of some of these things, like last week we talked about sin, and we're going to get into some of the detail of that. It is a refreshing process to go through again some of those teachings in Scripture about these foundational theological pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think over time, if we don't attend to it, uh, we'll start to impose sort of our own beliefs, our own opinions, our own little paradigm of how we view some of these really critical pieces of being a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ. So I'm hoping that out of this series, um, which we got some heavy topics coming up, Mm -hmm. but out of this series, we get just a clearer sense of, okay, these are the things that I, I hang on to 
and are are transcendent of time. I, it, it's not like, oh, well, those were things that people needed to know like a thousand years ago, but it's not so much important now. It is. It mm-hmm. definitely is. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's part of, of, I think, the journey of this series. Mm-hmm. Um, the subtitle to it is, uh, like last week, everything you ever wanted to know about sin, but were afraid to ask. So we unpacked it this mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. We definitely did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and we learned really quickly that the meaning of everything is not 42. Not 42. Right? No, no. It's so, uh, it's bigger than that. <laughs> I, I, I actually had to look up that reference yeah. afterwards. That was a little little before my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, mm. so, yeah, we're excited. And so with that, with this series, mm-hmm. um, we are fielding your questions that coincide with each sermon. And so if you have a particular question... Uh, this is this is a space where you can ask them, mm-hmm. and we're going to field a few of those questions here mm-hmm. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a way to extend the conversation into yeah. the midweek as we uh, just continue to unpack important things. And so uh, the text line, yeah. Chris, let us know about the text line. Yeah, so like our um, BNAS guest line for those that are first-time guests or BNAS praise for people at prayer request, it's kind of the same thing. If you have a question... You take out whatever text app you use and text to the number 94,000 BNAS questions, okay? BNAS questions, all one word with a capital B. And then uh, you'll see the, the text will walk you through the process of asking your question. And so that's a great way. That can happen during the service. Mm-hmm. You have permission to pull out your phone. You can do church. that. Yes, yes, because I, you know, <laughs> hey, you all got your Bible app on your phone. So gone are the days of saying, what are you doing with your phone? I'm reading my Bible, you know? <laughs> and so uh, you can do it that way. You can use our belong card. Uh, we got a couple questions that way this week using the belong card. So just wanting to make sure there's multiple ways in, in which you can kind of be a part of the conversation both here between the Sundays, between the Saturdays. And I hope that helps this series kind of generate an, an additional life to it and and in how we kind of talk about the things that maybe don't get brought up in a sermon. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah, great. Yep, yep. So we're looking forward to these conversations. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so uh, we're going to jump right in. Yeah. Uh, this last week was on sin, as you mentioned. Yes. And uh, we want to take just a little bit of time just to recap from mm-hmm. this last mm-hmm. week. Chris, maybe share a few thoughts of some of the the key points um, sure. from this last week's message. Yeah, um, I think one, um, and we kind of talked about this at the beginning of the message, was this um, kind of this clear distinction between original sin and acts of sin, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes if if we're not exposed to enough teaching or maybe we're not in the word as much as we'd like to be we might miss out on that twofold aspect of sin and we unpack that over the over the weekend but even though it's two very important dynamics of sin both the sin that we are born with right that's the original sin and then the things that we do the things that we think or the things that we say that are you know a choice we make that are not honoring to god well, they're also those two dynamics of sin are linked together. Mm-hmm. You kind of can't you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Actually, one is the fruit of the other, right? The acts of sin are the fruit of original sin. And um, I don't know. It's it, I've told people this before, 
that a lot of times when I'm preaching, there's about three conversations going on in my head at the same time. <laughs> One is I'm, I'm certainly sensing God's direction and, and, and his voice and helping me preach. The other conversation that happens in my head is like, I hope I'm not spitting very much, you know, and I don't, I don't want to be embarrassing to anybody up here. <laughs> and, and then the third conversation that happens is those moments, those little, those little windows of perception that God will give me on how, how you guys are processing what you're hearing. And it was interesting that when we were kind of um, unfolding these two aspects of sin, I could tell that for some folks, this was like, oh, 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 <laughs> you know, <laughs> I could just tell that. And and that's good because it, it, it helps us think through our faith and it helps us think through certainly this aspect of like, you know, where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. Nobody's Nobody's born perfect. We're born marred and because of that marring we are on a path to to continually um break god's law and um but i knew in this certainly in this topic of sin that uh i didn't want to end it on that note of like wow you know horrible to be us Mm -hmm. um there's an answer and that answer is christ and we and we we were able to to, to come back home on that. And the other part of the of the message this weekend, I think, was just being careful to not underestimate the power of sin. Mm-hmm. It's it's pervasiveness. It's it's you know sometimes we and and I'm I'm giving a little bit of a sneak peek of, of next week. Sometimes we think about sin as the little red dude sitting on my shoulder whispering naughty things in my ear. Mm-hmm. It's way more powerful than that. It's powerful enough that as we learn in Scripture, God had to die in the form of Christ to pay for that sin. I mean, this wasn't taking care of the little guy with a pitchfork. Hmm. This was the magnitude of sin had to be paid for. There had to be a penalty. And so by Christ stepping into that place helps us understand, I hope, Wow, sin is very powerful, mm-hmm. and it needed to be dealt with powerfully. So, yeah, yeah. So we're on this journey of really taking maybe what what we might call like the doctrine of sin, and really bringing mm-hmm. it down to ground level and say, hey, mm-hmm. this this really this this affects all of us. Yeah, this is <clears throat> this is not just something that we believe in, but we are we are on the ground experiencing what it looks like to live in a world mm-hmm. of sin. Mm-hmm. And be energized by this optimism of what God has done yes. for us. Yes. Um, so we we kind of live in a little bit of a tension yeah. there between that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I also thought about the you mentioned um, both the universality and the comprehensiveness of sin. Yeah. In mm-hmm. in this in this message, and and I'm starting to think of maybe some practical expressions of that okay um and so maybe we can start to dive into that and then we'll get to some questions but um the two that came to mind and this kind of goes with what you talked about about just not uh underestimating the power of sin is recognizing that our individual sin always has communal consequences (laughs) yeah there yeah and and i hope i hope we get this is that 
There is no sin that is not communal. Right. So maybe, maybe right. say what, what comes to mind when you hear that. Well, I, I, I think that one of the things that we can uh, be in error about is that my life, my decisions, you know, my choices, good, bad, or indifferent, are about me and impact me only. Um, and, and that is something that is a real, that's a cultural message that we get in the world. Hey, it's all about you. You get what you want to get. And it sort of implies it doesn't matter who's around you. You, you go for it. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> whether you're in the church or not in the church, we live in community right and and there's this sense in which we're as as beings created by God born with sin but also this part of the, of the image of God that's still within us means we're we're in relationship with other people and um in the church it's a very beautiful and unique relationship but also in the church um Paul is not mincing words and um you know, just kind of doing something poetic and beautiful for writing's sake. When he identifies the body of Christ and uses the analogy of a human body, one part impacts the other part, mm-hmm. and sin impacts the body. Mm-hmm. It is a communal experience that we go through. And, but at the same time, Josh, I, I kind of, even as I'm saying that, I kind of think, but there's also this sense of communal redemption that mm-hmm. can occur mm-hmm. in that, 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 okay, we feel that sin as a community, as a body. Now, how do we come together around one another mm-hmm. in, in, in a redemptive process and a restorative process? Mm-hmm. So I, it's on both sides that yeah. it's communal. Yeah, and I think, of that, I think of that phrase that's popular in recovery circles of we have been hurt in community, but mm. we are also healed yes. in community. Yes, and that really invites us to consider the the tension yeah. that we face here, because we we have all uh, experienced situations and circumstances where um, others have hurt us, mm. and and we have inflicted mm-hmm. hurt mm-hmm. on others, and yet the church is a place where we come together to experience this this radical optimism that yes. healing yeah. can take place mm-hmm. despite mm-hmm. despite these broken relationships and situations and circumstances that that God wants to do something new oh yeah in that oh yeah we kind of had a cool thing happen uh, in our B group last night um, we had our first week of meeting together we're going through a kind of a topical study on on how we tell our story of faith to other people and like like right in the middle of it right we're kind of in our in our conversation about it um one of the people in the group just said hey can we stop for a second now mind you this is a group of people that normally in our in our church setting every one of those people they they don't probably see each other during the week they, they don't know each other that well. We kind of had to go through some introductions. Oh, you go to the Saturday service? Oh, you go to the Sunday service? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, in the group, in that moment, somebody stopped and said, I got to confess something. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, we're, yep, we just set this aside. Let's do it. Talk. And we want to pray for you. And it was just, 
you know, people just saying, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I've been through. That is part of the communal part of what we do. And, you know, it, it, it says in James in, in chapter five, it talks about this healing aspect and involved in the, in the healing of the body is this confession one to another. Confess your sins one to another so that what you may be healed. And that's, that's the community being the community. Mm-hmm. Even in our sin, we can confess that mm-hmm. together. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. <clears throat> yeah, so that, that's that's maybe one way we can think about the comprehensive mm. nature of sin, and and I want to I want to uh, move forward to some questions, and we we did get a few questions this week, but uh, I think they were a little more related to salvation, which is what we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks. So yeah. we're going to field those questions we're in the hold future, those, hold yep, those off because I yep. think those questions be will be answered in that. in the sermon and the podcast about salvation. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to just jump in with with just a few questions that we kind of we kind of came up with mm. this week, um, and and so I'm going to ask maybe Chris a mm-hmm. rather provocative question um, to start us off. Okay, here it is. Okay, is there anything good about sin? <laughs> I didn't is see that. that is that <laughs> is that is that too provocative? Um, uh, oh. Is there is there is there anything good? about sin anything good about sin wow wow well so well a couple things come to my mind as you set me up (laughs) (laughs) so i would say i think there's sin itself is not good period Mm -hmm. it's 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 separation it leads to death there's no there's no way around the blackness and the dead end of sin. There isn't in and of itself. But I think oh, now I'm going to be talking about Easter, and I don't want to give too much away there. But I think surrounding, again, if you read, I don't know how many people are listening to this podcast that have read the Bible through in, a, in like a year or something, or just in your lifetime that you've read the Bible all the way through. One of the things that I'm really beginning to latch on to, no matter if you're reading in the Old Testament or the New Testament, you find woven in all the, the stories and the pain and the disappointments of God's people not not meeting this this standard, this godly standard, like we talked about in, in Romans three twenty three last week, we have all sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. Right. So so we know that that has occurred. However, surrounding that fallenness is this good saving story, this constant story all through Scripture that. Like it said in Romans 3.20, but then God, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then God, and yet Jesus, right? There's this, there's this side of it that says it's like turning the page and going, yeah, the sin is horrible. Sin in of itself is not good, but it is wrapped in this glorious story of, of, of salvation and what Jesus did. So I think, I think if we can, as people of God, look I don't know, kind of get out of our own heads a little bit about where we're at in life. I'm just so stuck in my horrible sin. Yes, sin is horrible, and it will definitely nail you to the ground. 
But there is a power that is greater than sin, and that is very good. Hmm. And so, so I think your question is, the answer would be no, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that was a trick question, yeah. by the way. Um, Sorry. Uh, and so, no, what I, and what I'm thinking in, 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 you know, the obvious answer is no. And we have this, also this reality of that sin becomes that fertile ground where God can do something new hmm. in our lives. Hmm. You know, I think of the, I think of the wilderness language that we hear in the Old Testament. Yep. And how we find people going to the wilderness broken yeah. um, because of the sin that they have been caused or the, or the sin that, that has been caused by others. Mm-hmm. And, and God uh, begins to do something new as we begin to face yep. and confront that sin yep. via confession, mm-hmm. um, like, like we just talked about. Like mm-hmm. when, when we have a space where we can say, Guys, I'm I'm really struggling here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I just need to confess this, and, mm-hmm. and we pray, and 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 so this it's this again one of these tensions that we have to face is that 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 while we we don't want to continue to live in sin, there's the reality that when we come face to face with our sin and recognize it, yeah. that's when. That's when the change yes, comes. The good, the can good occur. begins to yeah, take place, and yeah. and there's there's so much we could say there because yeah, yeah. I think a lot of times maybe um, I'm going to use kind of a big word, but sometimes we become a little bit too triumphalistic hmm. in our thinking about our relationship with God. Of like, well, I, I, I that stuff I've done stuff I. I've made mistakes, but God has saved me. Mm-hmm. And and I wonder maybe if we've kind of jumped a little too far ahead and, and missed out on some of the ways that we can learn and grow from yeah. the brokenness of our past and as a way to for God to continue to do yeah. something new yeah. in us. Yeah. Well, what you were talking earlier about people who have walked the the recovery path <clears throat> i i've listened to a lot of stories even our own church folks that are still on this journey of dealing with with um, you know their hurts habits and hang-ups mm-hmm. i have found okay i'm not saying this is true everywhere but i have found in my ministry in the different settings i've been in where where people who have truly come to terms with where they were and haven't just said, hey, I'm now a believer and I'm a child of, of God and, and I don't think a bad thought. And it's like it's like all that other stuff, though it's in the past and we're forgiven of that, it was part of our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and, I've, and I've listened to the stories of people who have been on this journey of recovery and they are very in touch with where they are now on that road. They don't make any assumptions about their perfection or that they've arrived and and that's that is that kind of helps me kind of get back to some some realities in my own life and my own journey of, of healing and, and different issues I've gone through it's like you know what that time of, of living a sinful life 
and that process that I had to come through as I confessed in community and as I began to walk these steps with the Lord, there was this understanding of like, oh yeah, and and this occurred in my life. I'm not ashamed of it, but I'm aware of it, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so yeah, I just I just think that, and, and and I think anybody can do that. You don't have to have you know have a crime to Christ kind of conversion or have to been you know addicted to drugs or something like that. I just think it's helpful as as faithful followers of Jesus to say, you know what, I am so I'm in touch with where I came from and what God delivered me from and that I am a work in progress and trusting that the Holy Spirit will continue to do that keeping, leading, holding work in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that and that kind of leads to thinking about so maybe what are some ways that we can in a healthy way reflect on our past mm. as it helps us move forward in the future yeah. because i cuz there there is and we've kind of mentioned this if sometimes we get we get stuck in this sort of um i think you've used the phrase like stinking thinking mm. of like i am i am just a terrible person for for the, and we get stuck in in cycles of shame and yeah. guilt and mm. and and that's not a that's that's a that's a challenging and real place to be um, and that's, but that's not where God wants us to be. Mm. He wants us to, mm. to walk in freedom and, yep. and, and out of that shame. And, but at times there may be necessary times where we need to look back on the past, mm-hmm. maybe reflect on some particular, maybe some consistent harmful behaviors mm. that have, again, been detrimental not only to us, but to our loved ones, to yep. the people around us. And, yep. and so I wonder what it would look like to to engage in that mm. well, mm-hmm. maybe 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 some brainstorm together. What what might that look like to healthily kind of look back on our brokenness as a way that it can help us move forward? Sure, yeah. Um, I think one of the best patterns and maybe a good entry level for people, um, God's word. Mm-hmm. Go back to some of the Psalms of David, mm-hmm. where he is reflecting on his own mistakes. Look at Psalm 51, where there's this journey that David takes us through in that entire chapter from from realizing he has sinned alone and to God alone. And he he's at the bottom, the bottom. The man has committed murder, adultery. He's been conniving. I mean, he's done it. <laughs> and through that psalm, there's this incredible journey that he's on where it's not only a recognition of where he's been, it's where he's at now and what he is optimistically looking forward to, not because of his own goodness, but because he knows his God. And that gives him this sense of like, but you will not forget me. Mm-hmm. And you can just tell there's this beautiful sweep up in the end of this of Psalm 51 where David is looking forward now. And so that that would be a way to go, okay, there's a pattern that's kind of set already for some of that. Mm. If I just maybe mimic or, or <laughs> a, adhere to some of that pattern, I too can experience what David experienced. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that the Psalms paint reality for us so that we can live in it. Mm. And, and that's certainly a good starting place. Yeah. And, yeah. and to add to that, uh, making sure that we find spaces to do that in community with one another. Yeah. Going back full circle here, um, when when we have that safe space to come before someone and say, this is what I'm dealing yeah. with, yep. that is a special, sacred mm-hmm. place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it 
begins to break our maybe forms of denial mm-hmm. or maybe some of the patterns or behaviors mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that are tripping yep. us up yep. pretty often. Yep. And Definitely. so, you know, and encourage you guys as we think mm-hmm. about what does it look like to deal with sin? Make sure we're in spaces of community yeah. so that we're doing life together, that, that we're really engaging in this. And so yeah. Um, yeah. maybe we'll just leave with that because that's, mm. that's super important as we, as we continue this conversation yeah. and, and continue to dive into community together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, thank you guys. This is mm. this is it for today. We're yeah. going to continue to field these questions as yeah. we go forward. We're so excited to have you back for season two. Mm. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you this weekend. We're going to be talking about the devil. The devil. Right? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> it's for real. It's going to be great. Talk to you guys soon. Have a great week.